He is a former NFL quarterback and Super Bowl champion, now a host on VEASAN Live Primetime from 6 to 9 Eastern Time. Sean King joining the show. Sean, what's going on, my man? I'm good, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, can't complain. You know, getting over a cold, but other than that, we're we're, we're rolling. So, um, Sean, going back to Sunday, obviously Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs come out victorious, two rings in four-year span here. Can we call Kansas City, I know Patrick Mahomes was asked about this as well, can we call them a dynasty yet? No, I don't think you can call them a dynasty yet, but, I mean, they're definitely headed in the right direction. And I think the fact that they were able to do it without Tyreek Hill bodes well for them moving forward. I mean, to lose a key component of the first two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, and then be able to get back, especially out of the AFC. You know, I think that's pretty impressive. And if they were in the NFC, I would like their chances a little bit more. I just think because of the speed bumps that exist in the AFC, it's going to be very difficult to continually get to the Super Bowl when you have to go through Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson and, you know, Deshaun Watson that's not coming off of two years of inactivity. We talked for two weeks leading up to the big game about just how good – the Eagles' defense was, especially the defensive line, and it didn't matter in the long run because the Chiefs on the other side at Patrick Mahomes. I saw somewhere, Josh Allen, I think it was on Kyle Brandt's podcast, he made a comment that, hey, we know it's a copycat league and the Chiefs have set the tone for what a team should be and how a team should build. What ripple effects do you think Kansas City winning another ring with the style that they did, particularly moving on from a top-tier wide receiver and then still finding a way to get it done with sort of a decent defense, not great, not the worst, but a decent defense. What do you think that means for how teams look and try to build for a Super Bowl run of their own here this offseason and uh, beyond? Well, let me uh, address a couple different things. Sure. Um, first off, that's why everybody that's listening should tune in to VEASAN primetime from mm, 3 to 6 Pacific. It because I said that that Eagles defense was talented but not tested. When you look at the schedule Philly played this year, they didn't go against a bunch of elite quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay came to Philly, put up 33. Dak Prescott and the Dallas offense put up, I think it was 40. Dak threw for 300 and something, almost 400 if I'm not mistaken. So those are the two best offenses they faced, and they were – weren't the same dominating defense that they were versus a very limited Giants offense with Daniel Jones, a San Francisco offense that lost their starting quarterback. I think it was the second series of the game. So I think that presentation wasn't completely an honest one, whereas when you look at Kansas City, say what you want about their defense. They played Joe Burrow twice, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert twice, Trevor Lawrence twice. Like They had went up against some elite units. And I think that's what happened to Philly in the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, you know what? This quarterback is better than anything that we've gone up against. This this pass protection scheme is rock solid. There aren't a lot of weaknesses in it. When we do get, you know, pressure, Mahomes is great functional mobility moving around. He knows how to extend plays. You know, Travis Kelsey, elite pass catcher. Like, so that's what happened to, to Philly. Uh, having said that, you can't mimic what Kansas City's doing because you can't evaluate your way into Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Like, that's the most complete quarterback that we've ever seen in this league. Not the most accomplished, not the best yet, but the most complete. Has all the measurables, has the arm talent, has the athleticism, 
has the mental toughness, has the football IQ, and has the humility attached to his personality where people will follow and flock to him. We haven't seen that packaging, and you probably won't see that packaging you know, for the next decade or two. Sean, let me ask you about uh, Jalen Hurts. And, and a lot of people you know, were critical of him earlier in the year. He had a great season, had a great Super Bowl, could have been the MVP of the game, uh, although they didn't win. Uh, what do you think about Jalen going forward? Uh, extremely, extremely bright young quarterback. You know, the thing that Jalen does that I think caught people off guard is he knows how to manage his deficiencies and still play to his strengths. And if Deshaun Watson is listening to this, he has to get better at that. You know, Jalen understands that he has a unique skill set. He uses that skill set to help the Eagles win games and slowly improves upon the things that maybe he's not a lead at, throwing timing routes in the middle of the field, getting to his third and fourth read from in the pocket. Whereas I feel like Deshaun's always out to prove to everybody that he's a traditional pocket passer like, you know, Jim Kelly, you know, when uh, some of these guys back in the day and doesn't utilize what gift he has that's elite, which is his athleticism. And he has to get back to more of that. And I like the fact that Jalen did not give in to outside noise. He stayed true to himself. He understood if we win, everything will work out. And take your hat off to that young man because, as you mentioned, Coming into the season, a lot of whispers if Jalen doesn't get off to a fast start, should the Eagles go to Gardner Minshew? A lot of people, is Jalen the quarterback of the future for the Eagles? Now fast forward to the end of the season, and he very well could be the highest paid player in the league. Talking with former NFL quarterback Sean King on the hotline. Follow him on Twitter, at RealSeanKing. Uh, you mentioned Deshaun. There seems to be just varying opinions on whether or not he can get back to the quarterback he was on Monday. You ask one person, they say, no, he's never, he's, he's a shell of himself. He'll never get back to it on Tuesday. You ask a different person and they say, oh, I think it's still in there. Where do you stand in that conversation, Sean? Do you think Deshaun, just what we saw in the six games was kind of getting his feet back underneath him after 700 plus days off. And do you think that he can get back to the guy he was in 2020? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely can. He's still a, a relatively young player. He's not old. I mean, Brady, you know, won a championship at, what, 43? Uh, at 44, he threw for 5,000 yards, I think. And 45, he finally started to look old. So, I mean, Deshaun's over a decade away from those numbers. I just think Deshaun has to get back to being just this organic talent and stop trying to prove to everybody that he's this system quarterback that operates from the pocket. When I look at the stat sheet, he should always be effective as a runner and a passer. And maybe some of that is scheme. Uh, I think you saw Brian Dable's absence in Buffalo really hurt Josh Allen. They tried to turn Josh Allen into this pocket quarterback yeah. where Brian Dayball big part of what he did was QB run stuff, which is what he did with Daniel Jones. Like, don't be afraid to use those gifts if you have them because it really makes it difficult for defenses to defend you. Sean, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year? <laughs> well, has he come out of the darkness yet? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think I, mean, he, I don't even know if he started yet. I kind of wish I was joining him, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm waiting for him to announce that he's retiring and going to be the best cricket player, you know, in a different part of the world. <laughs> who knows what Aaron has going? I say this about Aaron Rodgers, and listen, you know, he's earned the right to, to kind of, you know, live whatever life he wants. You know, my critique and criticism is he has to play better when it matters. 
I mean, guys, we can't just give him a pass, right? If they beat the Lions, they're in the playoffs. It was in Green Bay. Who played back? Aaron Rodgers. The year before, San Francisco 49ers come to Green Bay in the playoffs. What Green Bay scored? Seven? Who played back? Aaron Rodgers. The year before that, Tampa comes to Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Who played back? Aaron Rodgers. Like, so I think even though Aaron had won the regular season MVP in two of those three years I was just talking about, when it really mattered, when the stage was the biggest, the lights were the brightest, Aaron didn't perform. So Aaron's got to get back to being the guy that, okay, is not just talented, but the one that shows up, and that talent manifests itself in production when it really matters. So what are the Vegas odds on where he lands? Uh, right now, uh, he's minus 310 to be a Las Vegas Raider. Uh, I don't see mm. that working. I don't think Aaron and Josh McDaniels will work. You know, Josh is a kind of my way or the highway. Uh, I, this scheme works. Do it this way. It's kind of why he had issues with Derek Carr. I think the last thing that Aaron wants to do is go somewhere under those kind of stringent, you know, confines. But, I mean, we'll see. I don't ultimately think he ends up in Las Vegas, but we'll see. Speaking of quarterbacks who could be on the move, Sean, uh, Lamar Jackson, there's lots of different rumors kind of swirling about his future, different things from out of the locker room, guys maybe being a little miffed that he he didn't come back and play injured for the playoffs. It seems like there's some tension between him and the front office because they haven't gotten a contract extension done. Do you think ultimately he's just back with Baltimore on the franchise tag, or is he another guy who could be playing elsewhere next year? So this is what's interesting about this uh, franchise tag is he doesn't have to sign it. Yeah. So they can't find him for not showing up. So this is going to no be point. fascinating because if if they're as far apart as the media reports say on a long-term deal, and who knows how accurate that is, but obviously looks like Lamar drew the line in the sand at some point last quarter of the season and said, I'm out. If they franchise him and Lamar doesn't budge, is he willing to sit out? I mean, it looks like it, right? He was willing to not get on the plane and go to Cincy. So it looks like he's drawing a line in the sand and said, hey, um, this is what Deshaun got, Watson got. I don't care that the other owners are mad at the Haslam family for signing him to it. He set the market. Uh, I'm more accomplished than Deshaun Watson. Not saying he's necessarily better, but he's played in the last two years, so he's more accomplished. And I want – that's the baseline of the deal I'm looking for. And – It'll be fascinating to watch this play out. I mean, if he's really willing to sit, the Ravens really don't have any leverage here. A few more minutes here with Sean King, former NFL quarterback, also the host of VSIN Live Primetime. Uh, you had some great commentary during this interview, Sean, just about Deshaun and who he needs to play like and almost modeling his game after Jalen Hurts, uh, who went on this great Super Bowl run. So if that happens, if Deshaun plays at that level, he, he has this great season, he's used in the run a lot, and the Browns are rolling – what is it going to take? I shouldn't say. I guess I'm looking too far ahead with the bronze rolling part of it. But what's it going to take around him to get this team into position where the Eagles and the Chiefs were this past weekend playing for a Super Bowl? I don't think it takes a lot. I mean, you already got Nick Chubb. You have Amari Cooper. I mean, uh, you have one of the better offensive lines, and you did just have to stay healthy. I mean, they got injured last year, so it wasn't playing with a full deck. You'd like to see uh, Miles Garrett and that defense play a little better. I thought they were a little disappointing, you know, this past season. But, I mean, it's not like the, the, the cupboard is barren there in, in Cleveland. Of course, you want to always upgrade. And I think if you learn anything from Philly's run, 
I think is that you can never be complacent because they were a playoff team last year, lost to Tampa in the playoffs, yet they still went out on draft day and traded for A.J. Brown. In free agency, they still went out and brought in James Bradbury and Hassan Reddick. In the middle of the season, they were struggling to defend the run. They went out and signed Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue. So they never got complacent. They never stayed stagnant. They were always aware of where we can improve, where we can get better, and they continually, you know, hammered that nail, and it got them a Super Bowl berth. Now, they ran into one of the greatest, you know, talents that we've seen, uh, and, and Patrick Mahomes played like it in the second half, I think only one incompletion, and, and, and Kansas City got the win, but hats off to Howie Roseman for building that roster. So Cleveland's got to take the same approach, you know, make sure they're continuing to upgrade their roster, you know, continuing to try and get that roster management in the same conversation as what's in San Francisco and Philly teams that we look across the board and they have legitimate frontline, you know, pro bowl caliber players in a lot of positions. He's a former NFL quarterback and Super Bowl champion host of the VSIN live primetime. You can catch it tonight, six to nine Eastern time. Sean King, appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks guys. Go Browns.